Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan with Great Ministries. Welcome back to our weekly podcast. Today's lesson is entitled Flappy Tongue. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this podcast. Those who are listening, we pray for those who will share this podcast with their friends, their family, the unsaved. We pray that your word will go forward and not return to you empty, that it will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. My eighth grade English teacher was named Polly Whitcomb. She taught us to diagram sentences so that we knew every part of speech. Today's youth doesn't know a dangling participle from a preposition. Whenever my classmates would talk too much, Miss Whitcomb would accuse them of having a flappy tongue. They just talk too much. So today I want to talk about the organ that allows me to speak, the tongue. The tongue has many functions, including tasting, food manipulation, swallowing, teeth cleaning, and speaking. Before I begin my discussion on speaking, I want to thank God for giving me taste buds to enjoy the flavors that he has created. I enjoy the taste of a New York strip cooked over hickory wood and seasoned to perfection. I love me some pralines and cream ice cream with the pecans, sugar, salt, caramel, and rich vanilla. The word tongue occurs 129 times in the Bible. It is one of the most powerful organs in our body. Only the tongue can cause men to go to war. Only the tongue can say I love you, even though the diamond industry would disagree. Only the tongue can encourage and discourage in the same breath. Only the tongue can tell a lie or the truth. Today I want to look at what the Bible says about the tongue. James 3 and 5 calls the tongue a little member that boasts great things. Last week I mentioned self-control as one of the fruit of the Spirit. When you can control your tongue, it means that you have self-control. Many of us have taken the First Amendment, freedom of speech, to a new level. With that, I mean talking too much. There's a quote attributed to multiple sources that says, Better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Proverbs 17:28 expresses this, Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. The Bible has much to say about the tongue. However, most of it is negative. Here's what Proverbs 23:25 says about backbiting. The north wind brings forth rain and a backbiting tongue and angry continence. I was taught that if you didn't have anything good to say about a person, don't say anything at all. When you speak ill of others, it has a way of tracking back to the source and with anger. Micah 6 and 12 speaks of the deceit of the tongue. It reads, For the rich men are full of violence, her inhabitants have spoken lies, and their tongue is deceitful in their mouth. One of the qualifications of a deacon is not to be double-tongued, found in 1 Timothy 3 and 8. A double-tongued person says one thing to one person and something different to another. In other words, deceitful in speech. James 3 and 10 also warns about being double-tongued. It says, Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things ought to not be so. 
When a person you hold in high esteem curses, you're shocked because you did not know such words could come forth. Proverbs 6 and 24 warns against the flattering tongue of a seductress. Proverbs 21 and 6 warns against getting wealth by lying. Proverbs 17:20 warns against a perverse tongue, one that speaks wicked, twisted, and foolish words. Have you ever been around someone who thinks they are wise, but everyone knows that when they speak, Ventum comes out, poisoning the atmosphere with their words. Now let's see what the Bible has positively to say about the tongue. Proverbs 15, 4, the A part says that a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. In the summertime, a tree provides shade to those seeking relief from the heat. A tree also provides fruit for nourishment. A good choice of words also provide relief at just the right time. Encouraging words also provide support. Everyone likes an inspirational word. Maybe you have someone in your life right now who would be invigorated just by hearing a kind word from you. Call them after you finish listening to this podcast. Make their day. Proverbs 10, the 20th verse, the A part teaches, The tongue of the just is choice silver. When the wisdom of God is in your heart, the words you speak are precious. In the late 1970s, a Wall Street brokerage firm named E.F. Hutton sponsored a series of commercials with the tagline, When E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen. Our wise words should also cause people to listen. Proverbs 15, the second verse, the A part says, The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly. Just because you've earned an advanced degree does not make you wise. It makes you educated, but not wise. Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge. So what shall we do with this newfound wisdom? Psalm 35:28 says that we should speak of God's righteousness and of his praise all day long. Now, if we're going to be praising God in heaven for eternity, we should start practicing now. Psalm 37 and 30 says, The mouth of the righteous speak wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The Lord loves judgment. He loves doing justice himself. And he loves those that do justice. Anyone can sit on the sidelines while injustice is taking place. God wants us to speak justice and act accordingly. God also wants us to speak his word. Psalm 119, 172 teaches, My tongue shall speak of your word, for all your commandments are righteous. In order to speak the word, we must be taught the word, learn the word, memorize the word, and meditate on the word. Then we can speak with confidence about his word. Mark 16 and 17 says that we will speak with new tongues while casting out demons. These new tongues are not new in time, but are that which is unaccustomed or unused. Finally, in Philippians 2 and 11, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What a glorious scene. Jesus returns and is acknowledged by all that he is Lord. During the Roman Empire, citizens were required to swear an oath of allegiance to the emperor, stating that Caesar is Lord. Early Christians saw this as idolatry and refused to cooperate, even at the cost of their lives. So if you want to acknowledge Jesus as Lord, why not do it today? Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I accept you as Savior and I accept you as Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and becoming the head of my life. 
Find a good Bible teaching church that will continue your education. Please pray for great ministries. You can send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Great Ministries is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org. Click on the donate button. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or call us, 678-693-2204. Please share this ministry with your friends, your family, and especially the unsaved. Be blessed and have a great week.